0: Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. This is Amanda. I am a registered massage therapist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm sitting down, uh, actually on the phone today, with Mindy Totten, who is a licensed massage and bodywork therapist, as well as a craniosacral therapist in North Carolina. And uh, Mindy actually reached out to us because she's been listening to the podcast and likes what we're talking about because we seem to be very like-minded and uh, she seems to be offering services that are similar to some of the stuff that Mark and I teach in our courses here at Con Ed Institute. So Mindy has a consulting and guidance business for bodywork therapists and uh, I've looked at the website and she's offering group programs, private mentoring, and even a business toolkit to help bodywork therapists, uh, massage therapists down in North Carolina, and I guess maybe other places she can let you know, um, just uh, work on the business aspect of their bodywork career. So Mindy, hi, thank you for joining us today. Hey Amanda, thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and exactly what you do? Okay, sure. So
1: I am a, as you said, a licensed massage and body work therapist in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is right here on the coast. And um, I guess maybe three or four years ago, um, I I was able to stop taking new clients in my practice. And I was teaching some craniofacal therapy workshops, and I saw the same pattern over and over again. I saw people who were terrific therapists. I know you've seen this at Con Ed as well. Terrific therapists, great hands, but they weren't able to make a go of it in their practices. And it was so frustrating for them and also for me because I saw, boy, these are terrific therapists. And it could do so much good in the world. And, well, I know that you and I think the same way on this. Our world needs healing touch right now, I mean, now more than ever. And so um finally one day during one of these workshops, someone came to me and said, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this much longer. My practice isn't viable. I don't, I'm don't. not sure what to do. And she said, do you think you could help me? Do you think, you know, you have this successful practice. Do you think you could help me, not with the craniosacral therapy, but with the business side of my practice? And I was like, huh. Because I, you know, you get to a point, I know you all are at this point too, where in your private practice, you can't take any more one-on-one clients. There are only so many hours in the week. And then you have to stop and ask yourself, well, how... Can I be of service to more people? And that's what I asked myself that day at the workshop. And I said, "Yeah, I think I think I could do this." I, as cheesy as it sounds, I, mean, <laughs> I sort of picture it as a ripple effect. You know, if I could help more therapists make a go of it in their practice, they could touch more people and help more people. So that's how that's how it came to be. Yeah, and. Um, as you said, I do one-on-one private mentoring with folks where we really delve into the business side of their practices. And then I have um, a program that's called the Bodywork Project that runs a couple times a year. It's getting ready to run in late September, and that's a small group of practitioners. And there, it's an online course, and it's you know we have folks from all over uh, America, and then you know some other countries as well and it runs for eight weeks and you know there's a curriculum we go through it together
0: it's a whole lot of fun and really really rewarding for me. Okay and how long have you been doing your consulting business?
1: Um, about four years now so you know how when you have an idea for something new like this even when you start off in your your own bodywork practice you kind of put it out there a little bit, wondering, is this going to work? Do you think this could?
0: <laughs> and then about a
1: year and a half ago, I said, okay, Mindy, start walking your walk and let's do this. Let's really jump in.
0: You had to kind of coach yourself into it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. You know, sometimes I think if something is too much fun, <laughs> you know, it's not work. So I'm like, no, no, Mindy, I think that you're on the right path if you're in that place of flow. It's been really rewarding for me, not only to see people individually increase the, you know, fill their practices and really make a, a good solid living doing the work that they do, but also building this community, which you all are doing as well. I think it's so important because body work therapy, massage therapy, it can be such an isolating field. You know, you, yeah, you see yeah. your, your clients that come in but it's difficult to have a sense of belonging or a sense of support. And that's something I think is really important. To really oh agree. yeah.
0: I totally agree with you. I mean, doing this podcast has been uh, one of the most rewarding things we've done. I mean, it's really fun to talk to other people in the business, like-minded people, as I said, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just something different to do other than the daily grind of treating client after client after client. So I do think it is really cool what you're doing, and it seems like you have some of the same ideas as we do. So um, I know that you you teach some of your therapists about um, narrowing their focus to fill their practice. That's something we touch on in our in our business course. Um, why do you think that's important? Why do you think therapists should be not afraid to start narrowing their focus a little more?
1: Well, not only not afraid, Amanda, but you know, starting today, everybody needs that. All body workers need to start today thinking, you know, what is it that I love to do? What is my heart calling me to do? And then really focus on that area. So wh- what happens is you, you go to massage school and you get out into the world, you hang out your shingle and you think, "I'm, I'm this is really fun. Everyone's going to come. If I don't, they will come. And of course they don't. And so you get a lot of not great advice. You get a lot of advice from business folks who mean well, but they say, Oh well, geez, you need more modalities. You need to learn more things so that you can get more people into the business. And that actually ends up backfiring because I call it a race to the bottom. <laughs> so you seem like everybody else. You're a therapist that looks like everyone else. You're offering all the things. Everyone else is offering all the things and you don't stand out. They're
0: right, there's no differential advantage. It's exactly it's exactly what we teach in our courses is that uh, you need to separate yourself from everybody else because uh, here in Ontario, there's like 15,000 of us. And, I mean, I, I don't know numbers down where you are, but there's a lot of bodywork therapists, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I didn't learn these things in a vacuum. Of course, I've made every single mistake that you can possibly make <laughs> on my own. And when I first started, you know, I had the business card with you know, seven different modalities on there, whatever. But my heart was calling me to do sacral therapy. But I even remember having this conversation with another therapist, she was a friend, and she said, well, if, if your practice could look however you wanted it to look, you know, what would it look like? And I said, well, I'd do sacral therapy all day long. And she looked at me and she said, well, that'll never happen. And I was like, oh, well, then I need to do, you know, this or that. So I offered... All the things, and it wasn't until I really made the decision to really go full in on craniosacral therapy. And what does that mean? That means achieving mastery or going towards mastery in a particular modality that you love. Um, it means, it means really,
0: education, 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 yes. right? Yes, it's education, and
1: it's also practice. You know, um, I see, I see very often therapists go to a continuing ed class and they come back and they're really fired up. And then life happens and they don't practice. They don't gain, you know, they don't improve their skills and then they wonder why it's not working, right? So you have to do the education. You have to practice, practice, practice. And then you start becoming the person that people will seek out either for your modality. You know, you don't have to niche down just by modality. You can also niche down by population. You know, I only work with children from three to six or You can also niche down by uh, condition, right? I only work with athletes who have torn their rotator, whatever it is. Um, But once you really are following that true calling of your heart, again, that sounds a little cheesy, but I found it to be true. Once you follow that true calling, that's when people will start to notice you. So, you know, I live in a town that is under 100,000 people, but I have this full practice because people have started basically They come from everywhere, um, all over. They come from, you know, a couple hours away because I have the experience now, I have the expertise now that I that people will come. Right,
0: right. And you've narrowed your focus to attract the type of people you want to treat. And just so everybody knows that's listening right now, uh, Mindy's sitting on the beach as we're having this discussion. So um, it <laughs> might be something worth thinking about is, you know, how do you get to the point where you can work? What do you, you say you work three days a week and then you hang out on the beach the other two days and do yoga and meditate and? just relax so I did also uh, it it sounds a little glamorous it's not always
1: all that glamorous (laughs) no of course another thing that another thing I teach I know you guys talk about this too is intentionality so so often we're just running day to day trying to keep our practice going trying to keep the lights on you know that we don't stop and say well what do I want my practice to look like and an important extension of that of course is what do I want my life to look like and so i I started realizing that for me, my place where I feel most myself and most alive is at the beach. And a quick guide here is, you know, I specialize not only in craniosacral therapy, but in, in chronic conditions, chronic pain, chronic illness. And I was working with uh, a guy a couple of years ago who had it, was diagnosed with ALS. And that's, that's a disease that is generally, you know, the, from the time of diagnosis until death is about two years usually. And he and I were talking about that about two years. And I started to think, well, if I knew that I just had two years to live, what would I do? And I reflected on that for a while. And the image that kept coming to me, Amanda, was me being at the beach. And I thought, well, what the heck am I waiting for? If, if that is where I'm supposed to be, let me try to figure out how that could possibly happen. So I started cutting back. I used to see people, you know, seven days, well, not seven, six days a week. You know, whenever whenever you need to come in, yeah, I'll be available for you. And I found, again, narrowing down, I started saying, okay, I'm only working four days a week. And I got more people, not right. fewer, because right. the container was, was more solid, right? These are the days you can come in, and then they started coming in. So what I do now, and this works for me, it, it doesn't probably work for everybody, but it's the kind of life that I want. So I see clients now two days a week and I see six to seven clients a day. And while I'm seeing hands on clients, that's where I am. You know, I'm totally present. I'm there with them. I'm not thinking about other parts of my business, this or that or the other. And then the third day of the week, I'm able to do this mentoring and coaching because it's online. So I can do it from anywhere. So yeah, so I'm able to um to be at the beach and really it's more than just, you know, <laughs> my toes in the sand or whatever right it really is, right
0: uh, it's well it's as you said it's what you wanted your business and your life to look like when you work in this type of industry um you you are self-employed you are your business so when you're planning for your business you you need to be planning for your entire life so as you said what do, what do you want all of this to look like so it's you know how many hours a week do you want to work in your practice how many hours do you want to work on your practice how many hours do you want to spend doing you know your own extracurriculars, whatever they may be. So I think this is great that you've managed to narrow your focus and start actually training other therapists to do the same. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, something you mentioned in one of our email conversations that you do some training specifically for women. Tell me about that. Why, why did you decide to do training specifically for women?
1: Well, you know, I never made the decision that says, okay, I'm just going to work with women now. But again, when I was thinking about, okay, how do I want this to look and really coming from a place of authenticity, everything that came, came out in my ideas, in my curriculum, in my branding, all of that, had this really kind of soft feminine quality to it. So I do work with men. I do coaching with men, um, but they are very open to the feminine side, you know, the yin side of kind of, um I, I think the world has a lot of, a lot of ills that can be healed, if you will, helped perhaps um, by the collective power of women. And, It's part of my mission to empower and lift women up so that they feel strong and they can step into their own power and do whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's, you know, have a full body work practice or teach others or write a book or teach workshops or whatever it is. yeah, so it, I never said, okay, I only want to work with women. But as I went through this process on my own, you know, what is my heart calling? How how can I help more people?
0: Right. Well, that's, that's perfect, that it kind of just sort of happened organically. And I feel that, actually, even this interview... It, it coming is coming at the right time. You know, Mark just interviewed a couple of women who also are, are sort of in the process of working with women and empowering women. And I think this is kind of a theme that we're running with these last couple of weeks. So I like it. Um, I I wanted to ask you as well, why do you feel that the type of training you do is important? for body work therapists? Why do they need this? Well,
1: yeah, my my experience is a, a great illustration of this. So you, you get out of, most people go to bodywork school because we want to help other people, right? Nobody goes to bodywork school thinking, hey, I want to be a, a business person right, and do body right. work.
0: I mean, at, at the core of it, at the core of it, we all just want to help people, yes, of course.
1: Right, right, you want to be a service, you want to help people not be in pain any longer. But what happens is you get out into the world and well, usually people start working for somebody else um in their first job, whether it's a spa or a chiropractor or whatever, they they work for someone else in the beginning just to get a little bit of experience. But then when they step out on their own, if that's what they choose to do, there's this huge gap. There's this huge you think that you have learned what you need to learn in bodywork school about running a business and It's just not there. There's so much more that goes into running a business.
0: Right. Well, it's it's, where do I start? (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. And you guys do a great job of, you know, know, licensing and, you know, getting, are you going to be an LLC or are you going to be an expert, all of that. But after that is is the sweet spot where I really love working with people. where They've done everything, they've been in business a year or two, and they're just They're making it a little bit, but they're not comfortable. They're not confident. They're they not sure that they can keep the lights on next month. They're not sure that this is sustainable for them. And that's where I saw a big need to say, okay, I've made every mistake in the book. (laughs) Here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. And here are some other resources to help you as well. Because so much of what they teach in, you know, business school or the business gurus you read online, you know, at midnight when you're trying to Google your way out of it, you know, you're trying to figure this out. There's so much advice that's well intentioned, but that doesn't work for body work therapists. Like you were saying earlier about niching down. So that's when I said, okay, not only does this, is this fun for me? This excites me, but I get to help even more people. And so that's when I said, okay, I know from my own self that I wasn't able to make it until I reached out for support. And I want to really tailor that for bodywork therapists. It's been so successful, and as I said earlier, so fun for me that I know that people need it. Uh,
0: do you think? Do you think that your your training is universal? Like, do you think that this could apply to pretty much anyone in doing bodywork therapy, whether you know in the states or in different states here in Canada? Do you think it's it's pretty universal across the board?
1: Yeah, I think so. I um. You know, I, of course, it's impossible to know every country's regulations and rules and all that, but most of the people I work with are beyond that point. So, you know, they've gotten that part under their belt. They've got their license and they've got you know, the modalities that they love and they've got a business set up, but they can't quite make it sustainable. They can't build momentum in that business. So um, I work with people from from Germany and from Turkey and so other countries and then of course in America, every state has its own regulations and guidelines. So you know, working with folks across America. But what was interesting to me is, you know, I'm a licensed massage and bodywork therapist who specializes in craniosacral therapy. And so I thought those were going to be the people who I ended up helping the most. But people who have found me, who I've really loved working with are in all different sorts of bodywork. So work with acupuncturists. And with Seldenkrais folks, and with Alexander technique folks, and um, equine massage, and people who are creating their own bodywork modality. You know, so it's been really fun and exciting to see all these different sorts of folks with, you know, different backgrounds, different ways that we touch people's lives. But the underlying commonality is can't seem to create this momentum in my business that I want to create. Right. So
0: I mean, it, that it is it is pretty universal. So regardless of what the uh, regulations are in it, whatever country you're in, whatever state you're in, your focus is to help therapists figure out how to grow their practice, improve their life, improve their business. It's not really so much about uh, the core education because they already have that. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, Mindy, is there anything that you really want people to know about you, about your business? Uh, let everybody know what, what they should know about you.
1: Okay, sure. So um, first of all, I want to let everybody know something about them, which is if you're listening to this, if you're a body worker, You do great work in the world, and you deserve to make a great living doing it. So it's okay to want to be successful and want to have a sustainable practice because that's the way that you're going to be able to serve more people. So that's the first thing I want to say. Um, I'm also offering, um, by popular demand, I'm offering a free training in September. It's uh, on September 10th, and it's a seven-day challenge.
0: Have you ever done one of those challenges, Amanda, online? I have not. um, I mean, I've done the fitness challenges, I guess, so yeah. Exactly, very similar. So each day you get... um, you get a,
1: a quick video email, you get an email with a quick video in it, and then there's a challenge. There's an exercise or activity that you do, and then, of course, we have a big group on Facebook where we share and discuss, and I wanted to do that. It's called Step Up and Fill Your Practice, so it's a seven-day challenge for you to sort of see where you are and where you need to go because some of, so many of us forget, like we said earlier, to really focus on, okay, where is it that I want to go? So at the end of the seven days, you have a 30-day plan for whatever your next step is for your practice. Okay.
0: So I I wanted to put
1: that together. Yeah, I wanted to put it together for folks, you know, free of charge, so you don't have to, you know, think, oh, well, I would want to do this, but I can't, whatever, you know, so it It's free for folks and I'll, I'll give you the link so that you can pop
0: it into the. Yes, please let everybody know where to find this. Yeah, so it starts on
1: September 10th. It goes from the 10th to the 16th and there is a, um, a Facebook group called Step Up. Uh, until so your practice challenge. The landing page has got a crazy URL, but as I said, I'll put it into the, um, into, give it to you to put into the show notes. And if you want, if you have any questions about this and would like to reach out, I would love to help however I can. My, um, website is com. M-I-N-D-Y-T-O-T-T-E-N. As I was saying to Amanda earlier, cotton, it rhymes with rotten. <laughs> you can't
0: forget Students it. used to
1: love that when I was <laughs> teaching English. Um MindyCotton.com, and there's a bunch of resources on there. You know, there's blogs and tons of articles, you know, the challenges on there, all sorts of things to help you get started. And if there's anything that I can do to help your listeners, your audience, I would love it because, as we were saying, it's so great to be able to share and collaborate with you and Mark in this way because to build a community of like-minded people is so important in this industry. And I think that is something that's kind of gotten lost somehow through the years. So I would um, be delighted to be a part of that.
0: Awesome. Well, Mindy, this has been so much fun. Thank you for reaching out to us. It's really cool to know that we've got listeners uh, in the States even. And I mean, hopefully we get people contacting us from other places as well, but we're all, we're all doing the same thing, right? We're all trying to help people uh, through massage and body work and I love that we are extending our community to our friends down south so thanks again for contacting us thanks for having uh, this discussion with me it's been really informative and uh, hopefully we can, we can keep this going. Is there anything else you want to say, Mindy, before we sign off today? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. All right, thank you. You've been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Uh, subscribe, tune in. We will see you next time.